Hello and welcome to the Football's On podcast with me, Ian Stone. The show where we bring you the best bits from the Football's On. This week I'm joined by Clive Anderson, Richard Osman, Carl Donnelly and Ian Moore and of course Keith Dover. So let's have a listen to what went on. Good evening. Good evening. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to the first of a new series. This season will be here every Thursday after the Europa League games. Yes, my dream job, having to root for Spurs to go as far as possible in a competition. Come on! <laughs> You're a Spurs fan, by any chance? Uh, this evening, we'll be talking Europa and Champions League, the fragile mental state of Jose Mourinho, and of course, witchcraft. No expense spared. Uh, Spurs kicked off the Europa League campaign against the might of the Azerbaijan league leaders' carrier bag. <laughs> yes, in case you're wondering, the reason we're calling them carrier bag is because they're worth 5p. <laughs> but you can reuse them for the next game. Uh, it's the same joke, really. Uh, in other news last night, there was a complete disaster. But well, that's enough about Matt getting kicked out of Bake Off. <laughs> and Arsenal decided to get their annual Champions League disappointment in before the clocks go back by losing 2-1 to Dinamo Zagreb, and so the moaning begins. And the Chelsea manager, Jose Mourinho, has been out on the town to celebrate their victory over an Israeli pub team, sorry, Maccabi Tel Aviv. <laughs> so let's not wait any longer. The football's on! <laughs> yes! We're back. Hi, chaps. We're back after a long, hot summer, when all we had for entertainment was tennis, golf, and the Labour Leadership Contest. <laughs> and in homage to Jeremy Corbyn, I've grown a beard and we have a white all-male middle-aged panel for you this evening. <laughs> on the loony left, we have Carl Donnelly and Richard Osman. <laughs> and on the disenfranchised right, Ian Moore and Clive Anderson. <laughs> yes, indeed. Thanks. Thanks for coming. Also, also, our man of the people, Keith Dover, is yep. back fit and raring yep. to go and eager for a run out. And as you may have noticed, We've got some Spurs fans waiting to give us their considered opinions. There's a sentence you don't hear very often. Hello, chaps. <laughs> and a round of applause. Right. Now, now, it's a slightly different format from last year, and it's become a team game, but the point system remains exactly the same. And by that, I mean it's entirely random and arbitrary. And anyone who has any complaints, please put them on a postcard and send them to G Lineker at BT Sport. <laughs> and tighten it, you really need to get out more. So, question one. Spurs breeze to a comfortable 3-1 victory over the mighty carrier bag, and they have a new hero, the South Korean Sun Hyung Min. He's one of their own. <laughs> <laughs> Carl. Carl, you're a Tottenham fan. How long will it take for Spurs to break this striker? <laughs> well, no, I think um, I think he looks like he might be one of the ones to break our duck. I mean, to be honest, Lamella scored a lovely goal tonight, yeah, which I... almost carbon offset the other 84 <laughs> minutes uh, of carnage he uh, he put in on the pitch. Son's but... first goal was brilliant. I think, he had I all no... those people to beat yeah. who were about 10 yards away from him. Uh, I think because no one knows about him, and you know, it's not you know. It's, it's, yeah, but hang on, it's... can we just say that first goal? He was stood in the six-yard box. If you saw this, he was stood in the six-yard yeah. box, and and they just left him alone. Yeah, but like Soldado oh, would have missed. That. <laughs> so I think, Soldado, yeah. let's have a look. This is the penalty. This is uh, Trippier. <laughs> that's a stupid name for a no, fullback. No, no, that's, that's nominative determinism. That is, <laughs> that's what it's called. No one has ever yeah. said the yeah. words nominative determinism. I'm getting it out of the way early. Yeah. 
out the way There's early the goal. goals. There he is. That's uh, Son with the first goal. To be fair, though, Carrier Bag had done their research on Spurs and they thought the best way to deal with their forwards is leave them alone in the six-yard box and they'll muck it up themselves. <laughs> <laughs> this is a nice finish, though. Nice finish from seven yards out. There he goes, 2-1. And then we see Lamella's goal after about, like you say, 25 oh, misses. Um, this wasn't the misses. It was every time he touched the ball, he just gave it away, which, you know, for £30 million pounds is a little bit much, isn't it? Somewhat, I would say. <laughs> Somewhat. So, all right, uh, let's talk about Azerbaijan. OK. If I had a pound <laughs> for every top of my <laughs> Does you anyone know? know? Do you know? Do you yeah, know of course Azerbaijan. I do. Cause I, we talk about Azerbaijan almost <laughs> endlessly on pointless. I probably have, I've probably said the word Azerbaijan more often than anybody else in, in the history of um, So tell us a bit about Azerbaijan. Well, uh, I know that well, the capital is Baku. Does that oh, help Thank you. you. That's, that's uh, a start. They won the Eurovision Song Contest in uh, 2011. They? Uh, they did indeed. Their seventh best football team is Karabag. Um, <laughs> that's, uh, that's, that's, that's about all I got. That's enough there. They're, yeah. between, Russia, like they're in, between Russia and Iran. What's it like is, in November when the, the corresponding game is It is going to be balmy. It's going to be lovely. <laughs> balmy if, if as in mad or warm? No, both. All right. If you are a Spurs fan, <laughs> pack your swimming costume. That's all you need to know. Get Ryanair to Baku. <laughs> They've got to play Chelsea four days after. Is that the best preparation? Who, Carabag? No. That's, a, <laughs> Oddly. that's, a, that's amazing. They, well, they won that league. Well, they, they do move. Carabag do move. They were the yeah. first uh, Azerbaijani team outside of Baku to win their league. And then they moved into Baku, which is, you know, that's a very Eastern European thing to do. Isn't it? Just invade. Yeah. They were in <laughs> well, no, I think, yeah. What a team moving from one place to another. That's it would never happened. No, uh, people of Woolwich are still complaining oh, about that. Let it go. Uh, we got the Tottenham. Uh, we got the Tottenham over there. Mike, who runs the Tottenham podcast, and Omar, Tottenham fan, and Keith Dover standing next to him. Yep. That's the nearest you've been to Tottenham fans, isn't it, Keith? <laughs> yeah, I don't feel safe. Trust me, they look like the crew of a pirate ship. <laughs> right. Okay. And that's the nicest thing I could say about. Right. Sports. And, and how, how does uh, how do you guys feel about uh, what went on this evening? Yeah, you, you feel? Well, it was a win, wasn't it? Uh, top <laughs> of the group, two wins in a row. Um, played some of the fringe players. Um, wasn't a great performance, but we're, as Spurs fans, we'll, we'll happily take the win. And and do you say that after every game? Yes. <laughs> I love so how, I take love how that win. cocky these two are being now. We just watched the game with them and they oh, were terrified. They were. The whole, they kept going, oh, they're equalising. That equaliser. Oh, Lamella. And then as soon as he scored, it was a different story. I'm, I'm surprised to hear the term Tottenham fringe players, frankly. I thought they all were fringe players. <laughs> <laughs> you tell they were arresting people because they had Andros Townsend on the pitch. <laughs> he was resting England. on the pitch. England. England. Well done, oh, mate. Yes, yes. <laughs> That's where we are at the moment. Now, uh, at, least, at least you can find your way home, you know. Uh, for, the, uh, for the Spurs away game in Monaco on the 1st of October, the club have come up with a special deal where for £500 you get flights, a four-star hotel and match tickets. For £1,300 you get to fly with the team to the game. And for £1,750 you get to come on for Harry Kane in the last ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Which is still ten minutes more than Adebayor will ever get again. Uh, <laughs> do you know what? I, I've got to give out the points for that round. And I think Carl made some beautiful points. I'm going to give the points to Carl and Richard, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> the loony left. Is this, a, is this a precursor for what's going to happen in the 2020 election? No. Uh, so, Harry Kane is the latest in a long line of great Tottenham strikers. Jimmy Greaves, Martin Chivers, Gary Lineker, Clive Allen, and, of course, Roberto Soldado. Uh, uh, well, uh, I've asked Carl a question. Ian, is, is uh, Harry Kane England's saviour, do you think? 
I think it's a little early to be making these comparisons, to be perfectly honest. With, with well, he's you had did, one great season, did, he scored yeah. 31 goals, let's pile the pressure on him. Well, I think that's exactly what... You didn't even mention Garth Crooks in that list, either. I mean, he's, <laughs> he's not even achieved what Garth Crooks has achieved yet, so I think we should steady on. Harry it. Kane does shorter sentences, though, doesn't he? Who doesn't? Who doesn't do shorter sentences? <laughs> that is true. Saudi Arabian justice system does shorter sentences than Garth Crooks. <laughs> 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 I think we know where the points are going. Uh, <laughs> you wait, Carl's got an awful lot of Saudi Arabian justice. <laughs> yeah, well. yeah, well, obviously, I'm, I'm going to leave that area alone. Uh, Jimmy Greaves, right, I was told about Jimmy Greaves that he scored uh, a goal that was just one of the best goals ever, but no one, there were no cameras there. Oh, yeah, that's I think we've all, we, we've all done that. Got I did. Story, yeah. Though. yeah, you did as well. Oh, overhead kick. Unbelievable. <laughs> from, from my own penalty box. <laughs> what a great goal. I heard it oh, was a beauty. For you to get an overhead kick, yeah, that is know, spectacular. That's, <laughs> that's quite a way yeah. over. Yeah. Um, Oh, why, yes. not, why not get yeah, a better? Why, why, no one, but yeah, get better, Jimmy Greaves. I think is a good, uh, is a good sentiment. I think you're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. I and mean, Spurs are actually paying for his uh, his yeah, therapy so. after. Well, well, so they should be. Okay, listen. Yeah, we'd love to chat, but a little bit busy now. I had I've had the privilege of interviewing Jimmy Greaves and Dennis Law in my childhood. My father and I used to argue endlessly with my friend and his dad about who was better. We always said Dennis Law was better because we were Scottish and they always said Jimmy Greaves. And the argument went on for, for years and we must have only seen them play about three times. <laughs> it was never on television. We probably saw them in one England-Scotland game, maybe at an FA Cup final, once or twice coming to Arsenal. That's it. How do we manage to keep the argument going on based on absolutely zero information? I know, we've got an hour of this ahead as well. Yes. What a fabulous player Jimmy Greaves was. The interesting thing with, with Kane He's played four times for England, scored three goals. He scored, you know, in three quarters of the year, you know, three and four games, which is very impressive. If he continued that for his entire career, he still wouldn't have a better England record than Jimmy Greaves, who got 44 and 57. Exactly. He just scored three and four, and he would still, he'd be one goal short. Yes. So that's a record. Isn't yeah. it? I'm talking about other Tottenham strikers who've done, who've done pretty well. Robbie Keane, he's, uh, he's got yeah. more international goals uh, than Closer, Pushkas, Coxix, and Muller. Oh, sorry, no, they're the only four who've got more goals than him. And Robbie Keane's <laughs> played for more. Goals. I knew it was one of those. <laughs> I'm pretty good at facts, yeah. Uh, anyway, he's got a lot of goals, yeah. and we have seen that ridiculous uh, celebration too many times. <laughs> Is that the arrow? Yeah. No, no, it's no. Not he the does arrow. a sort of roly-poly, doesn't he? Yeah. Forward, I would call yeah. it a forward roll. Would you? It's a roly-poly at school, though, isn't it? <laughs> oh, okay. okay. Uh, I, sat, I sat behind him on a plane once. Uh, he was with his kid, and he's very well behaved. Both of them were very well behaved. <laughs> so it speaks well of the man, I think. Well, did you very well-behaved children. What did you expect yeah. him to be doing? Just be keen, just running around the plane, just punching people. <laughs> doing roly-polies. I've got the Robbie Keane anecdote in there. That was good. He <laughs> <laughs> behaved not, quite well I on a knew, plane. I knew that would come. You know what? I've, I've got to give the points, and as much as there was some beautiful stuff uh, from over here, I've got to give the points uh, for Saudi Arabia to Ian Moore, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. 1-1. Now, it's time for this. Da, 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 da. <laughs> the thing, thing that links, links them, them together. together. <laughs> we spent a lot of time and money on that. <laughs> we got a choral choir in. It's called The Thing That Links Them Together. We couldn't really think of a snappy name for it. We're going to show you four club badges. Uh, here they are. Uh, they are Watford, uh, Hibernian, Reading and Trabzonspor of Turkey. And you have to try and guess the thing that links them together. Do we have any ideas? Um. What links them together? Is it, is it rock stars? Uh, is it rock stars? Yes. El Elton John has, used to uh, own, more or less own Watford, didn't he? Hibernian, they've uh, 
the, uh, the proclaimers, very, yeah. very uh, big the proclaimers. It no. Yeah, no. Is it, <laughs> is it, they all really rough jonglers gigs. <laughs> Just for us. Is, yeah. it, no. is it the first answer I'd give if you asked me where Sean Wright Phillips is now? <laughs> <laughs> very good. I'm liking it, but again, that's wrong. I'll tell you what the answer is. Oh, I, know, I think I know the answer, by the way. Oh, do you? I thought this was going to go across a break like a proper TV show, but you're going to give it away now. Yeah. <laughs> You're not a United fan by any chance, are you? 
Is your United fan over there? Okay, uh, you got, uh, just, uh, just so we can see him before we yeah. remove him. Um, <laughs> United. All right. So, so you must have been disappointed, then, United fan. I don't know your name. I'm sorry. What's your name? Jesse. 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 Okay. Jesse. Jesse. Oh, Jesse. I'm Jesse. sorry. Jesse. I thought you were after Jeremy Corbyn again, but. Uh, <laughs> Uh, okay, so you know that was a bit of a disappointing night, wasn't it? Really? It was a little bit. It was a little. Okay, I think that's pretty much summed that up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing: United's two strikers, Depay and yeah. Martial, uh, their combined age is slightly less than Teddy Sheringham's was when he was still playing. <laughs> they don't have a lot of experience up front. No, they look good. Actually, they look good, though. I think they, you know, I think this season they're going to have a good. Do you think? Yeah, I think so. I like the fact that. Depay goes, I like the fact he's got Memphis on the back of his shirt yeah, as well. It's cool. exciting. That is quite cool, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. He, he, should have, he should have those long tassels coming <laughs> off. The best foreign players are the ones that have their first name on the back of their shirts, aren't they? They always, it's always quite... Although at Fulham, where Brian Ruiz, and he just walked around with Brian. Right. <laughs> that's, uh, that's not working over here, It's Brian, probably quite cool name. where he is. In Costa yeah. Rica, that might work. Brian, it's not. Fred... Anderson oh, was friend. the best name, I think. You like yeah. I thought that was a, <laughs> it was a tribute to me, I felt, and he yeah, played uh, roughly I like, like me. I like the guy who was playing for Carabag tonight, Reynaldo. Reynaldo, that's right. The Ronaldo tribute act. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's beautiful. Did you ever play, because um, obviously some people play FIFA and that now, it used to, it used to be, I think, Pro Evolution Soccer, oh, yeah. you see where they just change the names of one letter because they didn't have the rights. Oh, okay. The whole Carabag yeah. team just looked like that, just yeah. like Danny Reynaldo. Yeah, OK. Uh, I'm going to have to give out the points for that round. And uh, I did like that last uh, joke, but I, to be honest, Reynaldo, for me, is winning yeah. it. We did it in the dressing room and it worked again yeah. now. <laughs> so here it is, Reynaldo. Points to Ian Moore and Clive Anderson. I like 2-2. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, yes, Arsenal got their bid for second place in their Champions League group off <laughs> to a fine start with a ridiculous defeat away in Zagreb. Uh, what is the point of entering a competition you've got no chance of winning? Well, you know... Uh, talk, I mean, talk to I'm not asking about the points tonight, you understand. This is about Arsenal. Yeah but, talk, yeah, but talk to any fan of any premiership team, they're not going to win it apart from, apart from the top four. No, but you know, they You're have... not going to do it, and we do it. We, still, we love it, don't we? You want to do it because you want to be a heroic failure. You want to get to the semi-finals and then go, ah, oh, I can't believe we didn't get to the final. You're not going to get to the finals, you haven't got enough money. That's the truth of it, because that's what football's about. Yeah. Like, all the premiership teams, Leicester, Swansea, are not going to win the premiership because they haven't got enough money. I understand. But how unbelievably exciting to be fifth. That's the point, isn't it? Is we, all, we all set our compasses differently. No, I, well, I understand that, but the thing is, Clive, you'll yeah. know this, we, we try really hard to qualify for something that's going to lead to bitterness and disappointment. No, I know, but for... <laughs> it seems a little bit now, sort of... Yeah, I, I was thinking, yeah, about two or three seasons ago, there was a last game at, uh, at, at Arsenal, and Arsenal desperate win it so they could be in the Champions League, and Newcastle were desperate to win it so they weren't relegated. So that next season, Newcastle weren't going to win the Premiership and next season, Arsenal weren't going to win the yeah. Champions League. You're, you've you've hit, it, hit the nail on the head. But this it, is a it's serious point it's for almost as it, It's almost as if football is not entirely logical. <laughs> <laughs> You're absolutely right. I mean, right. it used it's to be not... the case that any team could win anything and they can't anymore. No, no, but it's, it's no. not a case of what's the point in entering a competition you have no chance of winning. It's what's the point in entering a competition you're not even trying to win. If you, you're we going away, no, no, you didn't. You no, didn't you, you didn't. Mikel play, no, you didn't play Coconut and you didn't play your <laughs> guest, guest goalkeeper. We didn't play 
Why our best goalkeeper? No. You didn't. Os you're going away. That's you, a slur on Ospina. <laughs> well, yeah. he's better than Czech, is he? Uh, I didn't say that. No. It, well, it's still squad rotation. Resting players. It wasn't players. trying to lose the game. It wasn't well, no, but, it, the game. but it's not. But it's not playing your best team. If you're if you're in the group that they're in, you need to be taking points against Zagreb, I think. And so well, you, we'll be alright with Barmy. So you are better. If only you were manager and not us and Wenger. I shall move in next season. Okay, I'm going to give out the points. And for no reason at all, I'm giving the points to Carl and Richard, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, me too. Two. The loony left. Okay, this is called Friend or Foe. I'll show the teams pictures of various football personalities. They have to guess whether they're the best of friends or the bitterest of rivals. And give us a reason why. Here are the first ones. Louis van Gaal and Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Friend or foe? What do you reckon, guys? Well, they're obviously well, foes because Zlatan they are. is foes with Why? everyone. They're the well, two of the friendliest people. He, yeah. Zlatan called uh, LVG a pompous ass mm. in, his, in his autobiography. Well, I, that's he did, exactly and then he right. said, And then Zlatan said to him, I'm not going to take it. He said, look, you, you, Van Gaal was telling him how to, how to play and he said, Marco van Basten told me how to play and he told me how to play differently and I'm going to listen to him, not you. I think that's fair comment. Boom! Take it. Boom! Shots fired, Louis. <laughs> yeah, it is a shame that some that two massive egomaniacs like that can't be friends. You'd like to think yeah, that, that, they've got, <laughs> that they've got some kind of closed yeah. Facebook group or something uh, where yeah. they just chat to each other on the downturn. Simon Cowell and Kim Jong-un. No, <laughs> I love the way you took that way no, no. further. <laughs> <laughs> I, lo I really like the idea of them going into a room and going, oh, darling. I think yeah. that was great. Yeah. That would be yeah. lovely. Um, as you, you were saying, just sorry. You, I, was just, I was reading about Van Gaal today. Have you heard about, I think it was when he was at Bayern, a, um, one of his techniques when they, after they played badly, he'd just go in, the players that played badly, just drop his trousers and pants and just make him stare at his bits. Yeah. Mm. Which, <laughs> yeah. that's not a way of yeah. you know, encouraging know. them to improve, and I don't know yeah. what is. He's got the same haircut down there. <laughs> 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 I don't know how you know that, but yeah. fair enough. Uh, as, I, played, uh, I, I once played badly. <laughs> <laughs> when they were at Ajax, as you said, uh, Zlatan said that Louis van Gaal was a pompous ass and a dictator with no sense of humour. Whereas Louis van Gaal describes Zlatan Ibrahimovic as a pompous ass and a dictator with no sense of humour. <laughs> uh, here's the next one. Um, oh, a point to him for that one. Uh, Roberto Martinez and Johan Cruyff, friend or foe. I love this one. I mean, how could you be a foe with Roberto <laughs> yeah, Martinez, right. the, the nice nicest friend. person? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cruyff wanted to get him to go there, didn't he? He wanted him to yeah. take over as manager. What, Arsenal? Yeah. No, uh, at a Ajax. Didn't at he, Ajax. Didn't, didn't he want him to go there to be the manager when he was high-flying? I thought you meant, yeah. meant Cruyff going to... Uh, to West Brom. <laughs> Wigan, sorry, uh, Wigan. Martinez is best friends with Geordie Cruyff. That's exactly that. right. Yes, I heard Ian that. Moore gets rate, another point, rate. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Yes. It is a friend. Johan Cruyff's son, Geordie, was in fact best man at Roberto Martinez's wedding. Although, as with everything in Geordie's life, the speech would have been much better if his dad had given it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It's lasting 4-3 to the disenfranchised right at the moment. So, strange goings on in Burnley. I put a spell on you. <laughs> I love the way you all looked around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's like a picture of oh, this. They're not singing. Uh, Kevin Carleon, or Kev the Witch, as he likes to be known, has been trying to help Burnley lift the curse of the cruciate ligament which was one of the less successful Sherlock Holmes mysteries. <laughs> <laughs> Burnley, what's that, Watson? A broken leg. Um, 
Burnley have suffered five cruciate ligament injuries in the last 18 months. And as an alternative to good old-fashioned medical science, they've been offered witchcraft. Uh, that's, Richard, not, that's not much of a record. Jack Wiltshire's had more injuries than that <laughs> on his own. <laughs> so. Maybe we need that. I mean, do you, think, do you think sacrificing a virgin might work in this Well, first of all... Over the leg. Hang on. They'll be lucky in Burnley. Controversial. <laughs> but warlocks. What? If you're a man, you're a warlock, right? I know this. I've happened to have been in a few covens. Right? <laughs> okay. Have you now? Well, what happens in Epping Forest stays in Epping Forest. I'll say no more. <laughs> Keith, but we're on national telly, is all I'm look, saying. All I'm saying is if you're a male witch, you got called a warlock. Right. Right. Thank you very and much. And he's obviously been at the Arsenal Medical Centre for years <laughs> because uh, all our players get injured year in, year out. Yeah. And they normally, you know, they're. A witch will give you a toad to put in your pocket for a week. That might cure a, a ligament injury. Or, in this case, maybe a raw onion. Right. Under your bed. Uh, you know, you were, you were a Fulham fan. You know and what? This yeah. is nothing. Felix McGath had all sorts of weird stuff going well, on. Well, exactly, he did. When uh, Brader Hanglin did... Well, he didn't do cruciate, but he, mm. he hurt his knee and he was in, he was in with our doctor, who's a brilliant doctor. He's at Brighton now. He's a terrific guy. A very, very nice guy. Very top, top doctor. doctor. Top doc. <laughs> he was top doc. He knew his stuff, didn't he? And he did know his stuff. Yeah. Did I, did, I think he'd been to medical school, this guy. This guy, I'm not going to... He had a stethoscope. Anyway, so he's a good guy. Stonehenge for him, then. But Exactly. So Felix comes in. And the doc said that it's going to take, uh, it's going to, probably going to take a week before he's back in training. And Felix says, no, you've got to put some cheese on that knee. And the doctor uh, is like, S some cheese on that knee. Someone had to go out to the local Asda near Motspur Park, which is the training ground, <laughs> get some cheese. Any particular the cheese? Land, no, wh whatever was there, a block, block of cheese. And he had to sit there with this cheese on his knee. For I how said, long? I'm going to fine you. For how he long? He said he had to do it for an hour at a time. Right. And the doctor, weirdly, about a week later, said, I might, you know what, I might leave. <laughs> Sweetest <laughs> <laughs> McGath is about as good for doctors as Jose Mourinho. And Brito, Brito shocking. I'm surprised that a middle class club like Fulham would go to Asda. I mean, wasn't there a Waitrose? <laughs> <place? laughs> I think that's, you know what? Yeah. Uh, of course, uh, here at the football zone, we're <laughs> sceptical about this sort of hocus pocus, except Keith, who's been crossing himself and looking for a goat. <laughs> but the truth, the truth is, you never know. And if the witchcraft does work out, we know that Chelsea have a vacancy for a new club doctor. Uh, I've got to give out the points for that round. And uh, you were there, Richard, you were there, but suddenly you came in with the Waitrose, and that was beautiful, yeah. I felt. Oh. So I'm giving the points to Ian Moore oh. and the disenfranchised rights. Well, while, while we're on the subject of cursed clubs, Chelsea manager Jose Mourinho has had a terrible start to the season, not, notwithstanding the game last night. Although in his press conference at the weekend, he said him and his players were not under pressure. The refugees are under pressure. That's what he said. He was, of course, talking about the millions of displaced people wandering through Europe looking for a new home. That's right, Chelsea's lone players. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, is, uh, that, is that a worthy joke? <laughs> no, it's I'm not, not sure. Uh, <laughs> Chelsea, now, Chelsea, yeah. generally, people say they're not that entertaining, but in the Premier League, they have been massively entertaining so far, haven't they? Let's face it. Uh, that extraordinary argument with these doctors, though, that's the most... That's, crazy. That's sure. Why couldn't he just say after the next day, I'm sorry I got that wrong, uh, my fault, they were just doing their job. It was Hazard's fault for pretending to be or for going down and not getting up and getting on with it. Why didn't Jose Mourinho own up to being wrong? Well, just be, yeah, <laughs> on that one thing. He doesn't have That's to... That's what I'm saying. Why doesn't Arsene Wenger get a striker? This is just, <laughs> <laughs> it's just not what he does. Oh, I feel the points going that way. I'm so sorry you have to sit next to him, Keith. Uh, no, it's, it's a joy to watch uh, Josie under pressure because mm. he's a bit... He can be a little bit smug, can't he, when he's winning? So to see him having to fight his corner and be uh, argumentative and he's asked about his third season and he goes, 
It tells the, the, uh, the reporter yeah. the stupid question, use Google. What's it? Just answer the question. But yeah. he yeah. did say, he said, you know, when, if I ever leave Chelsea, I'm going to stay in London. That's where I'm going to find my next job. Mm -hmm. So you would change your tune if he was suddenly available, I suspect, <laughs> and you could get Jose uh, Arsenal. We I would don't change think, tune I don't think Arsenal Wenger love... would allow it. I don't <laughs> 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 it's a funny feeling. It's too expensive. And he's director of football. Well, he wouldn't. He wouldn't. He, he, he would... I don't know, he'd, he'd be so cross. Imagine, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so cross. And there was an email, apparently a Chelsea man of mine told me there was an email from the club shop with a, a hat-trick of special offers on the day they lost to Everton. <laughs> Well, that's, that's, that's good marketing, isn't it? That's, yeah, that's what they're supposed to be doing. But didn't, they tr didn't Jose come out uh, with saying that they've banned banter? Well, here we are. You look, banter. You're absolutely yeah. right. In order... So he's not tuning into this program. In order to arrest the slide, uh, Ian's absolutely right. Jose Mourinho has apparently banned banter at the training ground, although you can still sleep with other players' girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> this idea... I'm not naming names. I'm not. Yeah. This idea of banning stuff is not unusual. Uh, here's a list of things uh, we found that managers have banned. It's top ten. Uh, Alex Ferguson banned coloured boots. Uh, this is true. A number of managers have done this, including Malcolm Mackay, although when he said coloured, he might have meant something different. <laughs> My name's Ben Elton. Thanks very yeah. much. Good night. Uh, David Moyes banned chips. What, even uh, the ones on their shoulders? Yeah. <laughs> nice. I should have thought of that. Uh, Arsene Wenger banned Mars bars. Raymond Domenech, the French manager, banned Scorpios, which apparently is why Robert Pires was dropped from the French squad. We'd love to have you in the team, Robert, but you were born in October. <laughs> uh, one day Ramos banned Jaffa cakes. I love all these. Uh, we got the top five here. Neil Lennon banned bobble hats and then turned up for training wearing one. <laughs> this is a weird one. John Toshek banned gravy. Yeah. <laughs> It was I mean, in a sandwich. Who brings gravy to the training ground? <laughs> Giovanni Trapattoni uh, banned mushrooms. The French coach Paul Le Guin, uh, which is French for the Gwen, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he banned Monster Munch. And Paolo Di Canio, uh, Canio banned, amongst other things, ice in drinks, mayonnaise, tomato ketchup and singing in the shower and all signs of being normal. <laughs> yeah, I might have made some of those up. Paolo Di Canio really likes tomato ketchup. <laughs> Why would you ban Monster Munch and not other crisps? Well, Are you still allowed to have frizzles? Because he was French. The, was, that, was that the Paul Le Guin one, wasn't yes. it? Well, see, the French Monster Munch is very different to UK Monster oh, Munch. It's is an it? absolute disaster. It's, it's like what Steve Martin did to the Pink Panther films. It shouldn't go under the same name. <laughs> it's, it's a dreadful... I'd ban it. I'd ba they're banned at home. I import my own. How do you enforce a ban like that, though? I mean, do they have to have a drugs test every morning? Yeah, you, know, you see what kind of crumbs are around their mouth. Oh, yeah. showing traces of Mars bar in this. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. how, how do you I'm, I'm detecting that? pickled onion flavour yeah. in your blood <laughs> sample. It. OK, I'm going to uh, uh, give out the points for this round. And, um, do you know, Ian Moore, once again, is in with the Monster yeah. Munch stuff. I'm liking it. 6-3, ladies and gentlemen. 6-3 for the disenfranchised rights. Very good. You're happy to be along for the ride, aren't you? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. He's winning this, all the points. This team game business <laughs> seems to be down to the ground. Yes, the best game of the weekend was Leicester's thrilling comeback against Aston Villa, leading to Tim Sherwood giving the most miserable post-match Villa interview since Paul Lambert did every post-match Villa interview. <laughs> uh, Richard and Keith, uh, Tim Sherwood has not got a poker face, has he, really? He hasn't. It's interesting, that thing, because utterly... The football's a terrible thing. So it ruins his entire week, ruins every Aston Villa fan's week. None of the rest of us care 
at <laughs> <laughs> you're a Birmingham fan, you're actively happy. Yeah. You're a fan of anyone else, you think, I, don't, I honestly don't care. It was exciting to watch on match. It was of the day. great. You know, it was a great so game. Exciting, but you know what? I haven't given it a second thought afterwards. I never will again. But you know that everyone who's a Villa fan is having such a miserable week. But his interview, he, said he was grieving, wasn't it? It was the yeah, sort of I mean, thing you might say if your dog had died or your girlfriend had died. It's I the imagine. saddest day in my I life. I'd I'd imagine. Imagine. Yeah. Sorry, can I just, can I just yeah. stop you saying? I imagine if your girlfriend had died, they probably wouldn't do an interview. Uh, I said the dog. <laughs> I said the dog. I actually said the dog had died. I don't know how you put those together. I don't know, but the dog has. Or your girlfriend had left you. Uh, uh, yeah. Tell me, he's, he's never felt worse. He was yeah. captain of Blackburn when he took us down, right? That's worse than losing to Leicester. No, because no, that's only Blackburn. Blackburn. Sorry, sorry. Blackburn. Oh, it was all right. Oh, there uh, we go. Carl, back uh, you know about class. grieving, being a Spurs fan. I mean, <laughs> uh, you, uh, I mean, did you see that game? That I, I, game? I didn't see the match. I did see the, uh, the interview afterwards. And he, and and there was a horrible bit. You could tell the interviewer had the questions like in his head already. And when he went to ask the one, how are you going to pick your players up? He obviously asked it so hesitantly because he'd seen the minute leading up to that that Tim Sherwood looked like he was going to kill himself. <laughs> yeah. So he literally was like, how are you going to uh, pick your players up? <laughs> Tim Sherwood yeah. was like... He has a, a little bit. He has a bizarre stare, though. You look at that, and he's just like when you see him. No, on that's the just at you, Keith. No, but he, he looks like he's looking at somebody else in the stadium. He's like looking over there, not actually looking at the game. He, he's slowly going crazy. I mean, well, that's what being manager of Aston Villa <laughs> would do to the like a scarecrow, you know, he's just standing there. All managers go crazy. It's in the crazy. end. Yeah. Jose Mourinho... Starting to happen. Wenger, yeah. definitely. Yeah. They just no. all go because yeah. it's the worst job in the world just standing there. Nothing you can do. It's the worst job in the world. What he needs to do well there paid, is take a leaf out of LVG's book and go in the dressing room, drop his kecks and say, look at these lads. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe tried that already. Uh, <laughs> had another right yeah. effect. Yeah. And that's why they lost 3-2. Yeah. <laughs> tell you what, we were winning 2-0 today. <laughs> uh, and and uh, on the other hand, Ranieri looked delighted, didn't he? No one yeah. thought that that's would work out. That's because his team won, you see. Yeah. That yeah, would be what the, that yeah, is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But he was unhappy when they were 2-0 down, you see. Ah! But then he was happy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It's just it's basic human emotion. <laughs> You're not no, getting points yet again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, uh, I'm going to give out the points. Uh, do you know what? Ian Moore did a fine job once again. Uh, <laughs> How are you doing? But you know what? Day? I'm not having it. It's too, it's too much. I'm going to give the points <laughs> to Richard and Keith, oh, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to keep it going. As we said, the big game of last weekend was, of course, Blackburn Rovers against Fulham. Keith and Clive, you can take a back seat whilst Ian and Richard battle it out. Uh, Ian, what happened, first of all? What uh, happened? We, we lost. You lost 2-1. <laughs> we lost 2-1. We were robbed. We hit the post twice. We had a perfectly good goal disallowed. That because went you haven't got line. video technology down in the depths of By the, the way, No, it, not in, not in South West London. Hitting the post come twice there. is not being robbed. That's missing, that's missing <laughs> the goal. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's they not, moved that's, the goal. Oh, oh, no, you deliberately kept moving the goals. No, that goal that went... The ball went over the line. It was a perfectly good goal, but we weren't giving it because that's what happens when you go to big grounds. You know, you don't get those decisions. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, bless you for saying that. <laughs> no one's ever said that. That's nice. Oh, Fulham, Fulham have had a good... They've won the last three games, you were saying? Three games in a row. The first time since 2012 that but we've what, won three games in a row. What I loved, you, you, you said, oh, we've got the player of the year last season from Rotherham. <laughs> <laughs> I think no, that is a beautiful thing what? to say. The, 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 when you work, when you play in the championship, that's 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 what you start talking about. Well, you can't do all this Champions League and Man United and Man City. Who cares? Because you literally do start thinking about Wolves. Yeah, you, you know, and you we got the player of the season from Wolves, Rotherham, Blackpool, and Blackburn. Blackburn. Yes, you took our best player last. We did. Season. Tom Kearney. Tom is Kearney. Oh, really? Player. Yeah. He's terrific. Because yeah, we we've got a transfer embargo because we're not allowed to we're not allowed to buy any players. Why? Because You're the Barcelona. Well, it's of just it's just northeast. <laughs> it's 
Northeast. It's Northeast. No, but yeah. why have you no, got No, QPR can get away with spending whatever they want, you know, but we, we're not allowed. Well, no, but why? But because we are, I think, something, the, the last estimate, something like 700 million in debt, but that's... that's <laughs> <laughs> why should that's that... neither here nor and there. And it also mean you don't get given a goal when the ball goes Absolutely. The it's it's, it's persecution. It's utter persecution. You we, are the Jews of the North. <laughs> well, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> OK. Uh, there's apparently there's two Moussa Dembele's playing. There are two. Obviously, we, when we sold Moussa Dembele to, uh, to, to Spurs, we got a new Moussa Dembele within a week. <laughs> within a week. Is that true? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was literally almost immediate. So, Just have so, that shirt, so people could keep the shirt, yeah. uh, even if they're the first name. That's right. cloning, but, surely. And he around. is no, because they, they'd probably change the name if it was cloning. And also, they look <laughs> very different. Moussa Dembele, the new one, at the end of last scene, is a little skinny French kid. He came back like some people come back after school, after school holidays. He came back. He is massive. <laughs> he is, he's a You've beast. grown. He really has those. Moussa. Are you sure this isn't another Moussa Dembele? He's a terrific player. A third Moussa Dembele. <laughs> Moussa Dembele. The third. When they're singing one Moussa Dembele, does everyone go? No, no, no. two. So, news from Ghana. Uh, Kwesi Niantaki, president of the Ghanaian FA. <laughs> I didn't make that up, it's true. He wants more sexy women at the game to improve attendances, which, let's face it, is flawless logic. Because if they can attract 36,000 sexy women to every game, that would significantly improve their average gates. Uh, here's what he said. He actually said this. Me, I've said this over and over again. We must let sexy ladies enter our stadia and the men will readily follow them into the stadium to watch the games. Because that's what we like, blokes. <laughs> we're a bit like, you know... Is he a friend of Seth Blatter's? Because I think that was his yeah, thing about yeah, women's football, wasn't it? Well, it's right. a bit like the dog in, uh, in, in Tom and Jerry, you know, when they wave a bit of meat. Yes. And essentially, we're the same with women, apparently. I'll tell you what, it takes a special kind of idiot to go to a football match and say, I'll tell you what this needs to do. It needs to appeal to men a bit more. Well, eye in the beholder. I mean, I've got to be careful because the wife's in, but in the past, I've favoured a woman of a more ample... Uh, size, you know, for instance. I think you're going so down the whole right. wrong okay. line. Yeah. Yeah. All I'm saying is... Are you, are you I saying... I think the can can high moral ground... Can I introduce the new chair of the Ghanaian FA? <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy oh, to just, take that role on, what a, what a beautiful thought. Uh, yeah. Carl. Carl, uh, sexy ladies at football, I, doesn't it, it's a bit annoying, isn't it, the whole idea of having women to, to f like, for men to follow in? I mean, what's he talking about? It's probably the worst place you could try and pull, because, I don't know... First impressions that any woman would get of me at a football match is that I'm a crying, sweaty, screaming, <laughs> swearing mess. So, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think you should yeah. you want to go somewhere quiet. I get that with Keith when he's just normal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, there is obviously rampant sexism in, in Ghanaian football. It's a bit of a shame, isn't it, really? But you're just well, making this... Just on the statement of one bloke, tell us, more, tell, tell us more about the rampant sexism. Carl, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've suffered oh, so much yeah, yeah. at the hands of, of Quasi. Yeah, where, <laughs> where are the pictures to back this up? Yeah. The, the pictures? Yeah, where are the pictures of, of sexism? rampant women, sexism? <laughs> yes. No, I've just heard what the guy said. Well, you've all turned on me all of a sudden. <laughs> I'm the one who's oh, giving oh, out the points. In America, they have cheerleaders, yes. but it's a slightly different thing, isn't it, really? So it's, not, it's not seen as... I don't think the men are leering at them in the same way. 
But what does he well, expect these sexy women to do then? What, uh, do, Sorry? What is he expecting these sexy women to just walk in and then the men will follow like rats and the, the Pied, Pied Piper, Piper the and then what, they'll leave out the tunnel at half time? What, what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you meant by that, but uh, <laughs> didn't you used to have uh, cheerleaders at Fulham? But didn't they, didn't they, weren't long, they poached, long, weren't so they in, poached in the, by West Ham? In the, in, the, in, the very, in the very bleak place. Yeah, they, they were transferred from Fulham to West Ham. On yeah. deadline yeah. day. Yeah. Yeah, 4.7 million. Yeah, would have come to Arsenal, but they were too expensive. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, I'm going to give out uh, points for that round. And uh, you know what? They're winning over here, so I'm going to give out a point to the loony left. Yeah. Keep it interesting. Good prize. Wow. Nice. It's so exciting. Although, to be fair, Ian has hit the post twice. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't count. Chelsea v Arsenal this Saturday, 12.45 on BT Sport. Now, it's difficult to know which set of fans will be more nervous. Uh, do you think... That, well, I, mean, I, think, I know yeah. you. I know we're going to lose because yeah. it's written, right? It's we've written. Played, we've played a weekend squad out in um, Zagreb. Zagreb, yeah. and who on earth built that stadium? There's no possible way anyone could have watched football or even athletics. The Dinogrove Zed Stadium was built in such a way that nobody could actually see anything there. You know, I mean, we I lost just, the game. We're just rather getting off the point. Yeah. They got but, a better point, stadium. Rather though. getting off the point. But let's the look point at. Is, let's look at the notes. He's played a weekend squad. <laughs> he did. So as we can do well at Chelsea, and we know it's going to go pear shaped. Uh, let's Chelsea. have a look at. We, we probably will. Let's have a look at the other fixtures, by the way. Anything in particular catch your eye? Man well, City uh, to West go West back to the Chelsea Arsenal. Game, if the, if you Chelsea are in trouble, if there's one thing Jose's looking through in his diary, it's a competitive match against Arsene Wenger. He's going, thank <laughs> I hope that's the, I hope that's the final score, 12:45. The final score this evening, ladies and gentlemen, is 6-5 to the disenfranchised oh, right, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks to the Tottenham posse over there. Thanks to Carl Donnelly over there, ladies and gentlemen. Ian Moore, Clive Anderson, Richard Osman and Keith Dover. Thanks for listening to the Football's On podcast. The show is back on BT Sport on October the 1st and we'll have another podcast for you after that.